everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I was in my boat this past summer. I have a Hell's Bay Marquesa, 17 feet. Isn't that a weird name for a boat, Hell's Bay? That's what it is. I like my boat. I bought it used and I was out in the ocean. It was about 15 feet of water and somehow I inadvertently knocked my sunglasses off. By myself, in the ocean, and the glasses are somewhere on the bottom of the ocean. So I thought to myself, well, I'm just gonna dive down and find these glasses. I can do it. So I dove in with my clothes on searched and searched, and you know, when you hit the bottom of the ocean, you know, the mud and the, the, the grime and stuff, it kind of just clouds up, and I felt, and there they were. I found the glasses. Swam back up, crawled in the boat, put the glasses on, and had a wonderful afternoon of fishing. Today, we're gonna do that. We're going to, to dive down deep and we're going to recover, some of us, our sunglasses, the lenses that God wants us to wear. Others are going to dive deep and discover lenses for the first time because today I'm gonna to talk to you about a subject that, that we all deal with, yet very few of us realize we deal with it or we even have it. I'm talking about a worldview, a worldview. I doubt you were talking about your worldview over coffee. Honey, tell me again about your worldview. That, that just doesn't happen. I doubt the kids were talking about their worldview on the way to church. That just is not something we talk about all the time, but all of us have a worldview. We either intentionally say, okay, here's my worldview, or we allow the current of our culture, in this context, the wave of wokeism to carry us out to sea. This series is a series that is really, really important. It's a series that, that I want you to, to really think about. I want you to think how you think and, and take it and digest it. That's why I've given all of you a free message map. You have the message maps there? Wave them. Now, you know that's not free. Those things cost a lot of money. But it's funny how we say, oh, it's free. It's like this HVAC system in here. The other day I asked head of our facilities, I go, how much does our HVAC system cost? He goes, you don't wanna know. I go, tell me. He goes, millions. I, I don't think about that when I walk into this beautiful worship center, do you? Wow, this HVAC system is amazing. It costs millions. No, we just think it's comfortable. Or I'm cold. Or, man, it's kind of hot, you know? And then we might think about it. There are giant filters. There's like 40 filters, they told me, that, that take the pollutants and the contaminants out of the air. And we even have some, have some fragrances here that, that are, that are piped pipe through. You can smell it. It smells really good. I, I have a super sensitive nose. I can't see that well, but, man, I can smell like a deer. I mean... But I will come back to that. I'm, I didn't just say that randomly. I will come back to the HVAC system, but I did want you to know it's not free. 
Hey, what is wokeism? I've been talking about that recently. Have you seen my new coffee? Not woke, awake coffee. It's bold. It's dark. You know, I love coffee. It even has some kind of those brown bubbles. That means it's caffeine and it'll really help you get through the day, you know? But we're talking about wokeism. What is being woke? People say it all the time. I'm woke, I'm woke. She's woke, 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 woke. We hear about wokeism in the corporate world. Wokeism in the sports world. Wokeism at universities. Even wokeism in the church. What is wokeism? I'm glad you asked. Here's a definition I found on the World Wide Web. If I'm woke, I'm someone who is aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially issues, okay, I'm down with that, of racial and social injustice. I'm down with that. I'm against anything that reeks of racism. I'm all about social justice. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm woke. Well, not so fast, Ed. Because wokeism has a unique, I would say a warped vocabulary, vision, and values. So racial injustice to the woker means a lot of different things and different aspects than it does to you and me when we think about racial injustice. Social justice means a lot of different things to you and me compared to the woker, and I'm going to kind of unpack what I just said during this time together. Here is what I've discovered is the definition of wokeism after reading and studying a lot of brilliant people, historians, some secular, some Christian, some atheist, some who, who, who would be agnostic. I've come up with this definition, and here we go. Are you ready? Bam! What is wokeism? It's an authoritarian worldview that seeks to deconstruct the foundations of our Christian faith by overwhelming, overpowering, and overthrowing those who do not adhere to its ideology. That's wokeism. Woke is not a joke. Wokeism is real. And a lot of us are like, you know what? I, I'm woke. Okay, we, we have people here and you're woke. Maybe you're watching one of our prison campuses. You're woke. Maybe you're downtown Fort Worth or downtown Dallas or in other environments, Frisco, and you're like, I'm woke. Okay, good, good. I want you to think how you think. I want you to dive deep and put these glasses on and let's, and, let's, and let's see how really woke you are. Others are like, okay, I'm a little bit woke. I'm a little bit this, I'm a little bit this, a little bit that. You're kind of this and that and this and that. Okay, okay, good, I understand it. Others here, you're like, oh, I'm anti-woke. I'm not woke. Okay, good, good. Why? Well, I don't know, I'm just anti-woke. We're gonna discover the why. Because what if someone said, hey, why are you a Christian? What would you say? Hmm. Well, one of my answers would be because being a Christian, I mean, following Christ, has the greatest worldview out there. In fact, it's the only worldview, really. And throughout time, there's been two worldviews. Number one, the worldview that's God-centric, and that's the one I'm gonna challenge you to adopt. The other would be a paganistic worldview. Wokeism is basically neo-paganism. It is about two things. Number one, it's about reductionism. Wokeism reduces man to just race, gender, and sexual orientation. 
that's it. Is that pathetic or what? I mean, that, that, that's it? You mean that's, that's all I am? Really? The melanin in my skin, my body parts of me, that's it? That's my identity? That's what wokeism says. Read it, study it, take a deep dive in it. Another thing about wokeism is there's a moral superiority. I'm woke, you're not. I'm here, you're there. I understand you don't. And there is major finger pointing. So what I've discovered in wokeism, when they point out racism, they're racists. When they point out injustice, they're the ones who are all about injustice. When they point out intolerance, they're the one being intolerant. Golly, that sounds like Satan, doesn't it? Now, people don't understand this, I know that. The enemy is subtle, he's significant, he's overt, he's covert. He, he, he comes at us in unique ways, and I'm telling you, this stuff is hard to comprehend. But it's definitely a system that's out there, and the wave of wokeism has hit us all. Even, as I said earlier, in the church. You've got church leaders and pastors who are afraid to talk about it. Because if I talk about it, man, I might have people unfollow me on social media. I might have people leave the church. So? I mean, the gospel is offensive in and of itself. I don't mean it's mean, but think about that. You have to take responsibility for your life. I'm a sinner. The woker goes, no, 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 I'm not a sinner. It's your fault. I'm a victim. You see the difference? Wokest would say, oh, I need power, man. I, I need that. I need for you to, to, to show me the love because of my, my transgenderism, my ethnicity, and just how I live, that's what, what, what I need. But the cause of Christ says, oh, we, we need a savior, we need forgiveness. And as a Christian, our sins are forgiven and forgotten. Is that great? I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad my sins have been forgiven. To the woker, especially if you're a white boy or a white girl, you will never have your sins forgiven, ever, ever. So in wokeism, a lot of things sound cool and they sound copacetic and they sound sexy. Get them to define the terms. You define the terms and you'll go like, you've got to be joking me. Look at a timeline in world history, for example, you have three sections, and, and I'm gonna be general because I don't wanna get too, too caught up in the data that doesn't matter. The first section you would say would be the pre-modern section. The pre-modernist look up to God, they believe in the transcendence of God. All right, from about 
1600 until let's say the late 50s, early 60s, you have the modern era. That's when man didn't look up to God anymore. He looked outside of himself for meaning and purpose. Then the postmodern era, let's say 1960 some odd until you could argue even today, postmodern, man looked inside of himself. We're looking inside of ourselves for answers. Now, when I look inside of myself, I see dark depravity. I see sin. It's like the bottom of the ocean that I muddied up when I was trying to find my glasses. The reason that we have potential, you and me, is because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. In and of, in and of ourselves, we're, we're, we're sinners. It's who I am, and it's, and it's what I, I do. Rousseau, and Karl Marx was influenced a lot by Rousseau. Rousseau basically said, we're born perfect. We're born, you know, good and wholesome, and the culture corrupts us. Augustine said that we're born sinners. We're, we're corrupted by nature. Great potential because we're made in the image of God, but only because of the death, burial, and resurrection, as I said earlier, can we understand the potential given to us by Christ. So you have different ideologies. Now you come into these three major players, 1800s, early 1900s, that, that have fueled a lot of wokeism. This is how we got to where we are. So what is wokeism? I've kind of defined that a little bit. It's an anti-gospel, anti-biblical ideology. It's infiltrated all places. It's, I, you know, I like to say it's like drinking a marxerita. I didn't say margarita. I said away again in marxeritaville. Does anyone here know Jimmy Buffett? I don't. Anyone? No, personally. I know you know the music. You know him? Okay, anybody know? I don't know him either. You know, I met one day his pilot. Jimmy's really into planes. He has all of these float planes and jets and this and that. And I met this guy in Florida. He was a really cool guy. He told me, he goes, yeah, I uh, am employed by a celebrity. And I had to ask him, I said, who? He said, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett likes fly fishing like I do. I'd love to go fishing with him. I just haven't met him. Marxism. A Marxerita. You put a little bit of um, socialism in there. A little bit of critical theory that came out of the Frankfurt School. Critical race theory. We first heard about that from Harvard Law School in the 1970s. And then you put a little bit of postmodernism in it. A little squeeze of Freud, Nietzsche. And, and then you have wasted away again in Marxeritaville. And our culture is drunk off this Marxerita. We're intoxicated off this Marxerita. It's time that we get washed in the water of the Word of God and understand what God's worldview is all about. So let's take these guys, Karl Marx, Nietzsche. I sound smart when I just say that, Nietzsche. And Sigmund Freud. Right over Karl Marx's bucket head, this. And I can say he has a bucket head because I have a bucket head. My head is so big, it's pathetic. When I was little, I remember this. You know, I used to go to Burger King with that crown. 
My mother had to build extensions with construction paper. That's how big my head is. I have a bucket head. That's okay. Who in here has like a satellite dish head like I have? Lift your hand. Oh yeah, we have big heads. Yes, all the brains, right? That's what I've told myself. Karl Marx, write envy, envy. Karl Marx is all about envy. He's about envy. His whole deal, the oppressed, the oppressor. Anytime you hear Marx, envy. What is envy? Marx knew that there's always gonna be a segment of society that is resentful because other people in society have more. So he's anti-wealth, anti-money. I guess he's anti-money because he never made any. Anyway, that was funny. The Bible is not anti-money. It's not anti-ownership. God has given us stuff and we're to be faithful with the stuff. And you've heard me say that a squillion times. So don't think God's against wealth or against money. Marx was. And Mark said it's about the oppressed and the oppressor. He pretty much dumbed down everything into those categories, yet he lived in squalor, and he pretty much hung out theorizing in the corner of a British museum. That's, that's Karl Marx. He hated God. He was an atheist. Okay, Nietzsche, right pride over his little head. He's a little bit smaller head than Marx. Marx had a hamburger head. Nietzsche is smaller head. Pride, 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 the right of pride. He said it's about power, 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 Nietzsche said. Power, power. Once we die, the candle is out. It's about power. If I'm more powerful than you, I can dominate. And, and here's, here's the thing about it. When you take that and play that out and speed up the inevitables, it takes you to some wicked places because basically Marxism says, hey, if you don't comply, the state will make you comply through terror and finally murder because millions of people, stay with me now, bought into Marxism. Millions of people were murdered because of Marxism and millions of people today, are you ready for this? Still believe it. It's never worked. But this is the engine, part of the engine that drives wokeism. The next one is our boy, Sigmund Freud, old Siggy. Sigmund Freud, Freud was all about sex, 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 sex. We're just sexual creatures. Everything is sex, 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 sex. Write pleasure over his face. He had a little pinhead, didn't he? Pleasure, pleasure. The reason we are dealing right now with the sexualization of children, Sigmund Freud. The reason right now our granddaughter was going to get some American Girl dolls and do that thing and, and, and we began to look at it and saw the pathetic wokeness, the reason that we had to deal with that, just as grandparents, Sigmund Freud. Wokeism is everywhere. And, and can you believe these corporations? Can, can, can you believe them? Nike, Coca-Cola, Patagonia, it goes on and on. These guys are afraid, man. These women are afraid. They're afraid of the hate. They're afraid. Most of them don't even believe it. They don't understand it, trust me. They're not that smart. They're not that smart. But they're fearful. Oh man, if we don't go woke, then we're gonna lose money and lose, lose customers and lose, and lose clients. That's part of it. But. It's pathetic to look at the NBA. It's pathetic to look at the NFL. It's pathetic to look at Major League Baseball. And I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna stand flat-footed and say it 
Wokeism will take you to some bad places. One day it will drown you. If you don't believe me, you can go, oh man, Ed, you're overreacting. It's not really a big deal. Just do the research. Just take a deep dive. This is, this is real. So people say, oh, it's a cultural war. No, it's not a cultural war, my friend. It's a spiritual war. We're fighting spiritual battles. Now I'm all about electing the people that can do the best job and, and the people that underscore and highlight Christian values, but this transcends being a Republican or a Democrat. It transcends our government. It transcends everything. Think about the devil. Go back to those three guys I mentioned. He's about envy. Go back to the garden. Adam and Eve, you can be like God. He's about pride. Oh, you can elevate yourself above God. And that's what the devil did when he got kicked out of heaven. He tried to usurp God. And then power and pleasure. Hey, Adam, Eve, listen, if you eat this fruit, you can have pleasure like you've never seen before in your life. So what we're dealing with is as old as the dirt from the Garden of Eden, but the devil himself has just dressed it up in this cool wardrobe of wokeism. He's hijacked our compassion. Oh, if you're not woke, you're not compassionate. No, they're not compassionate, remember? Points back to them. How about, how about race? Race is a man-made construct. The Bible says we're one. We're made in the image of God. All we're talking about when we talk about race is just the melanin in our skin. What a joke. You compare my skin to a friend of mine who's African-American, the difference is about 0.012, which is nothing. But we come, and this is beautiful about God from different cultures, different walks of life. We have different abilities and, and aptitudes and all those things. So it's not just all oh, the color of your skin. It's not just are you male or female or how do you practice sex. That, I, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna allow the satanic system to dumb me down or to dumb you down to those pathetic categories, which, anyway, I got to hustle now. What am I to do about this? Well, I'm going to talk really, really fast. I'm to adopt a God-centered, Christ-driven worldview. That's what I'm, I'm to do. Go back to the HVA system. Yeah, yeah, yeah this HVA system, is, it has 40 filters. This one, like the million, who knows how many, how much money. Uh, it, it, it catches the contaminants, the pollutants, so we can breathe. Well, this is what this worldview does. It, it, it catches the contaminants and pollutants so we can really breathe in the Holy Spirit of God and really live and be the kind of person that God desires us to be. It's like spam, it's like a spam app. Have you seen these spam apps? You have a spam app? A spam app, I was reading about spam apps yesterday, in fact, I'm serious. And, and there, there are two kinds. Some are passive and some spam apps are aggressive. They're, 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 like, they're like constant. We need to have a constant spam app because spam apps 
are always moving. They're searching websites and on this device and that device. Anything that's inconsistent, anything that's like, wow, 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 anything that's weird, they give us an alert. And that's what a worldview does. So what am I to do? Adopt a God-centered worldview. A worldview is a comprehensive panoramic perspective from a particular standpoint. And let's talk about the worldviews, the difference in worldviews. You see one column, the left on your outline, that's the woke worldview. And you see the other column, that is the Christian worldview. As I said earlier, the woke worldview, your identity, you're a victim. I'm a victim. And the more boxes I can check off, the more moral superiority I have in the world of woke. If I'm a Chinese transgender lady, then I have more intersectionality than just a white man. So I have more moral authority, which is a, a complete joke. I mean, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that a controversial statement would be, men have men parts and women have women parts and a man and a woman are to get married and have relations in marriage. If you'd have told me a while back, wow, dude, you're so bold to say that. I mean, that's like, that's like huge for you. What's right is wrong and wrong is right. I have a sty in my eye. See, it's, it's, I, I don't know, I need some help, but it kind of hurts. I've been um, also researching the eye. And did you know this? This is kind of an aside, but your retina sees things upside down. But when it throws through your mind, it turns them right side up. That's a worldview. Without the lenses of the Lord, everything's upside down. What's right is wrong is, you know, wrong is right. So what used to be, what used to be berated is now celebrated. And, and it's just, you're like going, what? What? So again, I'm a victim if I'm, if I'm woke. It's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. In Christ though, uh, uh, that, that, that's what it is. I, I find my true identity in Jesus Christ. I'm made in God's image. He has a plan for my life. And once I bow the knee to him and give him my life, once I humble myself before the mighty hand of God, then I discover all of the uniqueness that God's given me. Not just three things, not just skin and, and, and gender, and, and sexual orientation, a squillion things God's given me. You can read this corresponding scriptures. I don't have time. Thoughts, thoughts. We have about 50,000 thoughts a day, most of us. What do you do with your thoughts? In the like woke worldview of, 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 of thoughts, I mean, they're gonna be secular, man-centered, because remember postmodernism, we look inside of ourselves. They're humanistic, secular, you could say. The Christian, they're biblical, all right? What do you do, guys? I'll just pick on the guys. When you have an impure thought, what do you do? You go, whoa, okay. Ha, ha, ha. Do you feed the artist who's the enemy? I mean, it's not wrong to have just an impure thought. You can have impure thoughts. It's what you do with the thoughts. Do you feed the art supplies to the enemy, or do you say, you know what, I'm gonna take that thought read the scripture, and make it captive. What do you do? So when I have an impure thought, 
I've been really working on this, God. I wanna take that and make it captive to you, obedient to you. I wanna focus on what is true and right and noble and gives you glory and honor. See, see, students, listen to me. You got it, thoughts, we have different thoughts, all right? Take those thoughts through the grid of scripture, through the HVAC system, the holy HVAC system that God, that God has uh, given you. And if you wanna talk about cost, that's priceless. Okay, truth, truth, it's either subjective or objective. Jesus said, last part of uh, verse 32, you'll know the truth, the truth will set you free. No truth, N-O, no truth, no freedom. No, K-N-O-W truth, no freedom, truth. And it just blows me away how the wokers will go, oh man, I don't believe in absolute truth. <laughs> you just made a truth that is absolute. You just made a statement that's, that's totally objective. It's a self-refuting worldview. And the wokers will walk around and, and talk all this smack, yet they're living by the law of gravity. There, there are 20 laws in science and physics. If these laws are tweaked just a little bit, we're in trouble. If one plus one doesn't equal two, everything collapses. So I hope you know there's universal truth and, and God is truth and he has these truths. So ask yourself again, you're in college, ask yourself again, you're in a boardroom, ask yourself again. Now, 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 is this, is this just like someone thinking, someone, someone feeling, someone just whacked out on wokeism or is this what the, what the Bible says? So that's, that's the truth. It's either objective or subjective. How about feelings? Feelings, feelings, feelings. Well, the woker says feelings are more important than facts. They say, no, 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 feelings are facts. <laughs> if I feel it, it must be real. No, it could be crazy. I feel it. I feel it. I feel, I feel like a woman trapped in a man's body and if you disagree with me, if you don't accept me and applaud my behavior, I might just kill myself. Wokeism. Feelings are great, feelings are a byproduct of truth. I don't feel like working out every day. I don't feel it. Now if I waited to go, you know what? When I feel it, then I'll do four sets of curls. When I feel it, then I'll go for 30 minutes on my Peloton. I'm just, I'm just not gonna do anything until I feel it. You know, uh, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna feel it until, well, I'm, not, I'm not gonna read the Bible until I feel it. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna pray until I, 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 I feel it. You know, I, I went to church and, and I didn't always feel it, so I better go somewhere that, that I can always feel it. You're not always going to feel it. Yes, feelings follow truth, but we have to understand our culture, because of those three cats I mentioned earlier, we've elevated feelings over everything. Living, how about living? That's another one. So then we live, right? We have feelings, then we live. 
The Bible says in Galatians chapter two, verse 20, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I'm living either to glorify God or self. And we're made, I'll say it again, for this worldview. We're made for these glasses. We're made to glorify God. We're not made to worship ourselves. We're not made to be just feelings driven. We're made to glorify God. Now, I have some more stuff on your outline and we're out of time. So I'll tell you what, I've already made a, a video. It's posted on my Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. And it goes through the last five questions that you need to ask yourself. So you can just look at social media, okay? But I've gotta ask you, will you put on, I'm just asking, the lenses of the Lord? Would you dive deep and put on the lenses of the Lord? Because when you do so, you'll be able to see and you'll be able to be the kind of person that God designed you to be. But it's all about the worldview. Would you pray with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this message. Thank you for exposing the lie of the enemy. And I pray right now, God, that if there's someone here and you've never, ever, ever asked Christ to come into your life, you might be in one of our prisons, you might be, you might be in downtown Fort Worth, I, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And this prayer is taking personal responsibility for your life. You're saying, God, just say this with me, God, I admit to you that I'm a sinner. I take responsibility for my sin and I admit to you I'm a sinner. I turn from my sins and I ask you, Jesus Christ, to come into my life. I give you all that I am and all that I'll ever be. Jesus, come into my life. If you said that, that's the best thing you'll ever do. No doubt about it. Maybe others here need to go, you know, Ed, I've been kind of swimming on the surface. It's time for me to dive deep and to find the lenses for my life and my family. I want God's worldview. I want to adopt God's worldview from this day forward. We wanna pray with you. Others here to recommit your life. Others here, you might be going, Ed, I'm struggling with this. Hey, just keep showing up. I have total confidence, confidence that God will reveal himself to you about this situation. Father, we give this time to you and ask all these things in Christ's name. Would you look at me for just a second? Hasn't this been fun studying about wokeism? I mean, I know it's kind of a, it's like, it's like drinking out of a fire hydrant because even the brilliant people that I've studied, they, they have a hard time with it. But that's the way the enemy operates. So we want to fight racism at every level. We want to, to obviously talk about the beautiful justice of God. We wanna talk about the fact that we're one, yet highly diverse and highly gifted. We're not just a certain color or, 
or, or we have certain body parts and that's it. We were bought with a price. We matter to God. Once we began to teach that, and I would just challenge you to make a poster out of that and, and say, hey, hey kids, if you're married and with family, maybe you're a single parent, blended family, whatever kids, this is what we're going to do. We operate out of this. It'll be a life changer, a world changer when you adopt and go, all right, this is the worldview for me. Thank you for listening. And thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.